0: Welcome to No Comparison with your hosts, John and Sarah, a show where we pit two completely different things against each other, and our guest judge chooses a winner. Sarah, 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 here we are again for another episode together. How are you doing? You've got a, a grin on your face, but that seems like a good thing.
1: Well, I'm doing well. I've been uh, I've been working on a personal project, John. Oh no! So, as you know, it's uh, it's hurricane season here in the uh, well, all over the world, but specifically <laughs> here where we get a lot of hurricanes. And uh, whenever hurricane season approaches, I feel like I kind of become a raccoon person because I feel like if the power goes out, then I am entitled to eat. Anything I want, any sort of weird combination, any sort of snacks, you know, anything I want. So I've been working on my stockpile for hurricane season. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been doing today. So that's been good.
0: <laughs> Wait, There's a couple things that I'm going <laughs> you know, I'm not going to just hold the bat and not take a swing at a mm. couple of those pitches you just threw. All right. One was that it's hurricane season
2: mm-hmm.
0: around the whole world. I'm not sure that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's the way it works. And then secondly, you, you described yourself as a raccoon mm-hmm. person.
1: Yes. Um, I'll, I'll address the first question first, I okay. suppose. Um, <laughs> I guess by all around the world, I was thinking not just here, but you're right. Not all around the world. So point <laughs> taken, point taken. And um, yeah, raccoon person. That's it's the way I describe myself. You know, I'm, I'm uh, plump and jolly, but still kind of cute, but I'll eat trash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I wondered what the... <laughs> the raccoon person tie-in was coming from well good for you I guess it's good to be prepared
1: are you prepared do you have a bunch of snacks in place
0: no I don't what uh what's the, i don't at all what's the number one snack in your stockpile
1: oh man well you know when the, like I said when the power's out when I feel like i am suffering <laughs> quote unquote you know not having power for two three hours at a time uh, I feel like it's perfectly acceptable to eat. Uh, peanut butter crackers, a can of soup, all the ice cream that's going to melt in a minute in the freezer, any of that. You know. So I just, I just go, as the kids say, I go ham on all the <laughs> snacks. Uh, so anything that's available really.
0: <laughs> I just imagined you, when you mentioned ice cream, I was thinking about, it's not a bad idea to say, all right, in advance of hurricane season, I'm going to load the freezer up with ice cream so that mm-hmm. when the power goes out,
1: mm-hmm.
0: we're going to have to eat it all.
1: Exactly. I'm setting us up for success here.
0: <laughs> I, I probably don't need any of that non-perishable nonsense. <laughs> like nonsense. Just, just jam the freezer up with ice cream <laughs> and mozzarella sticks yes. and um, pizza rolls. And
1: That's right. Mm-hmm.
0: Whoopsie, we got to eat it all now.
1: <laughs> it's amazing how that happens. You don't want to be wasteful. I mean, that would be, that's an affront, you know.
0: <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, well, <laughs> I was about to say, speaking of an affront, but that's a terrible segue. <laughs>
1: You know what? Let, let me take it. Because I feel like all you do is give our, our glorious judges nothing but grief. And I'm just not the type of person to do that. So
0: oh, okay. I'd
1: like to welcome back to the show. It's not pronounced Chapin. It's not pronounced Chaplin. It's Chapin.
3: <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. It's wonderful to be here.
1: We're so glad to have you. And uh, I, I'm certain that you go through a lot with people mispronouncing your name. Am I, am I right about that?
3: You are. They haven't gotten it Uh, Right. One time yet.
0: Chapin, what's the what's the number one mispronunciation that you've heard? I I guess by that I mean the worst one that you've heard.
3: Oh, the worst one. Uh, Steve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They just pulled the ripcord entirely and gave you a completely different name. (laughs) Steve. Oh, man. That's the worst one. That mm-hmm. that seems like one of those things that it might not be the person's fault. Like they see your name, their uh, brain goes into some sort of um, uh, trauma protective state, you know, mm-hmm. where to, to, to keep itself safe. It goes into blackout mode and it replaces what it sees with Steve.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So
0: That's in right. that case, I don't even blame the person.
3: <laughs> no, I really it's not their fault.
0: <laughs> A true story. I was with Chapin one time in an airport. We were with a group of people, and we were flying back from somewhere. The person at the counter took all of our licenses um, in order to make sure we were all legit, and then had to distribute them back. And so they were calling out each person's name, and this person loudly yelled from behind the counter, "This is uh, Chopman Frozy!"
1: <laughs> oh no! And oh, everybody, no.
0: everyone in the group got a big kick out of it, except of course for Steve. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Steve doesn't have a sense of humor about that. Well, you know, uh, my name is Sarah, or that's what I tell people. And ever since the invention of uh, Siri, anytime someone says my name, their phone goes, how can I help you? So
2: (laughs) I
3: have a different
1: sort of struggle. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I I think I'd
0: rather have yours.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You think that until people are like, why aren't you more helpful? They're confusing you with the
0: Yeah, if you ever want some just organic entertainment, you just go places with Chapin where his mm. name has to be included in the discourse with strangers oh, no. and just and watch what Donald. happens. Yeah, it's,
3: it, it's my children's favorite sport. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they massage their fingertips with glee and anticipation of the butchering that is certain to come, and when it does, they throw their heads back Drink. and fall.
1: Oh. hmm 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 What are children for, if not <laughs> that?
0: To mock <laughs> us openly. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and make us question our choices
3: and planning.
2: Mm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Chapin, you've uh, done this with us before, so I don't think there's any need to go over all the details with you again. But suffice to say, you, we've asked you and you surprisingly agreed to come back and be our guest judge when we have two completely unrelated topics that we will present to you and we'd ask you to hear us take them through their paces and then decide which one is the winner. That'll be your job once again. Thank you so much for doing it. Before we go any further, we're going to do uh, what we do every show now, which is to go back in time through our uh, no comparison time machine and listen to the moment when Sarah and I both had these topics assigned to us using a gizmo called the Random Topic Generator. So please join us if you will as we step back in time to hear what happened with the RTG and what topics we'll be doing battle with this evening. Okay Sarah, it's RTG time. Are you ready to do this thing?
1: born ready, John. And you know what? I've been thinking about it since last week and the RTG has got it coming. I'm coming in hot today and I'm excited about it because this thing has pushed me around for too long.
0: So what What are you going to do about it? I'm, I'm just wondering how you're going to adjust.
1: I'm going to go in there. I'm going to take whatever topic and I'm going to make it amazing. I guess I didn't really think this through. I guess I can't really fight the RTG.
0: Yeah. that's That's just what your job is supposed to be anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Hmm well either way i'm gonna win that's the important part
0: <laughs> well i'm sorry that you hate the creature of our own making you know <sighs> we, we we did come up with this thing so it's our own fault
1: i feel like i'm turning on it like frankenstein you know
0: <laughs> it technically you're turning on it like frankenstein's monster
1: no 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 i'm turning on it like dr frankenstein who realized that his creation was horrendous
0: oh fair enough i am so sorry i withdraw my correction <laughs> That is, you used the correct, you know, most people just say, you know, they call the creature Frankenstein, Mm, mm -hmm. myself included. So I was a little quick on the trigger.
1: People are idiots, John. I forgive you. (laughs) Well said. (laughs) (laughs) I guess let's do this thing. If it's going to stand around making fun of me, let's go ahead and try (laughs) the RTG this week.
0: Okay. Well, here we go. I'm going to hit the button and let's see what you get.
1: Okay. Here we go.
0: From your nemesis. Bring it on! Oh,
1: oh my! <laughs> oh my! I got tearaway pants, as in the pants that break away. No, uh, <laughs> this is a. Uh... I feel like I got what was coming to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you came in threatening, and look where it got you—the RDT.
1: <laughs> Bullying never gets you anywhere, does it?
0: <laughs> it came back at you with a horrific um, piece of clothing that oh, I forgot—I forgot even existed.
1: Oh, so I, I take it you don't own any? I, I don't. I don't think I have any. But before we come back next week, I suppose I'll have to invest in some for research.
0: No, tearaway pants, tear away pants. I'm imagining like the visual. Somebody just rips this pants off. Mm-hmm. That's different than, I do have a pair of pants where like you can zip off the bottom of them to make them shorts.
1: Oh, no, I think that's a little bit different. Those are like convertible pants.
0: Got it. <laughs> For me to wear if I'm ever driving a convertible.
1: Yeah, that's, that's what that means. <laughs> well, let's see what the RTG does to you. She's in fine form tonight.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, I feel good because I'm... Um, I'm not talking so much trash about it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the button. Let's see what I get. All right. Oh. Oh, a good one for me. I got TV yeah. game shows.
1: TV game shows. Okay, that's interesting.
0: That's a really good one.
1: How are you feeling about that? Like, does that make you nervous?
0: No, I think it's karmic. I mean, I, I think that. Uh, the RTG recognized the situation and who loves who, and <laughs> it responded accordingly. So TV game shows versus Tearaway Pants. Oof. Yeah, it somehow feels right to me. Like, <laughs> they're both kind of um, kitschy, you know, mm-hmm. in a similar, mm-hmm. like, I feel like people in the audience of a TV game show might be wearing Tearaway Pants.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, so there's some crossover there. All right. Well, our topics are set.
1: Oh, man. All right.
0: May the best man win. Well, there it is. Sarah got Tearaway Pants and I got TV game shows.
3: There may be too little separation between those two to
0: even have an event. <laughs> Seems
1: to- so true. So true. So much in common.
0: Yeah. As we noted. They are there's a lot of overlap in um <laughs> in certain cultural ways. But mm-hmm. I, I also happen to know, knowing you Chapin, and completely coincidentally, that you might be something of a mm, subject matter expert, shall we say, on one of those two topics. What? Yep. Chapin, would you um would you care to elaborate on
3: mm-hmm. When I was in high school, uh, and I was a wrestler, I actually was issued a pair of tearaway pants, and we would.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Okay, so you're familiar with the subject matter. Great. Yeah,
3: snaps Good. on the side and uh-huh. in the inseam, and um, Got you know, it. they look like until you actually tear them away. Well, I don't want to. Well, spoil don't spoil it for the listeners. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yes, indeed, John, I am indoctrinated in one of the categories. <laughs> for sure well
1: this is excellent i see why you brought him on thank you
0: <laughs> perhaps perhaps you're also somewhat familiar with the other category in a little more recent history wouldn't you say oh
3: dear uh yes yes i would have to yes
0: all right i'm just gonna come out and say it this is like pulling teeth with this one uh, chapin was on family feud what <laughs> it was
1: oh my gosh your whole family or what was the deal tell us everything
3: well, it, it, my whole family wouldn't be able to be on a show called Family Feud as much as a <laughs> giant wad of humans feud. And I don't think that's a that's show. That's a part. spinoff. Yeah. 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 Uh, so a subset of my family actually competed in uh, one of America's favorites, uh, Family Feud,
2: uh.
3: <laughs> back in the early 2000s. And it was surreal is the most simple way to describe it. It was, uh, I would waste the entirety of this uh if i tried to but it was it was everything that you would think it was some stuff it, that you would never think it was i mean it was
1: a lot of ins a lot of outs who was the host at the time
3: um steve Carn,
1: or okay. is
0: it steve Carn? oh my gosh <laughs> he
1: left a lasting impression can
0: it was chapin <laughs> it was chapin Carn. What <laughs> do you got is, is
3: that is that his first name? I can't remember
0: now. I don't know. We'll have to Google it offline. Is the guy from Home
3: Improvement, the the sidekick tool
1: oh, guy? Oh uh yeah, not Bob Vila, but uh but he looks kind of like him. He's Tim the Toolman Taylor's friend. Yes.
3: Yeah. <laughs> that guy. Okay.
1: That guy. Okay. Okay.
0: So it was you, some of your family members, Tim the Toolman's friend, and and the most important question is did you guys win the feud? We did yes
1: oh that's amazing
0: not just once
3: it, yeah so it was <laughs> yeah we were we were on several episodes it was it's a it's a big bright ring in our cross uh sawn tree uh, that is our family it's fantastic it's really
1: <laughs> oh my god i would send that out as my christmas card every year for eternity just everybody behind the family feud uh table with the buzzers Yeah, <laughs> uh- we,
3: we traded off of it for a while including that evening when we were in um Beverly Hills, uh, sort of celebrating our, uh, small screen debut as a <laughs> crew, And, uh, I somehow thought that people in Beverly Hills would be impressed that, that
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, yeah, and they indeed were not.
1: Not so much. Well, I'm very <laughs> impressed. At first I was going to call foul on this and say that John was cheating, but actually now I feel like I've won because now I know somebody famous. So honestly, win for yeah. me.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of already, you already knew somebody sort of famous, I guess. Oh my but God. Corsair has
1: talked to you about this, John.
0: I guess maybe. <laughs>
1: that part of your life is over now.
0: <laughs> maybe your opinion of me is different than my opinion of me.
1: <laughs> maybe.
0: <laughs> well, Japen, I'm sure we'll touch more on your family feud experience as the show goes on. I hope
3: so. It's going to be really, I got to, I'm going to have to summon uh, my uh, compartmentalization skills and really remember why I'm here. And it's not to, to tell hilarious uh, anecdotes from that, that event. That's not what it's about tonight.
1: But you do have to buzz in. That's very important. So make sure to <laughs> <laughs> get
0: know that. Know all about that. <laughs> all right, Chapin. Well, as you probably recall, before we get to um, conducting our trio of events, we need to swear you in to make you official as our judge and Wonderful. then we will proceed with our events and then uh, ultimately ask you to pick a winner so to do that properly please repeat after me i st- i chapin sorry almost did that thing <laughs> i chapin swear to judge today's topics fairly
3: swear to judge today's topics fairly
0: in the fine tradition in the fine tradition of judges wapner mathis and judy of Judges Wapner, Mathis, and Judy.
1: Fantastic, Your Honor, thank you. We're so pleased to have you here.
0: It was executed just like a star of the small screen. Mm. Such a pro. And of course, there's the whole wrestling story as well about tearaway pants, <laughs> you can also <laughs> reference. Also <bad. laughs> At will. No problem. Speaking of Tearaway Pants, uh, what a great way to get the show rolling than to hear an overview of those outstanding lower appendage coveralls. Sarah, you're going to have three minutes to give us the description of Tearaway Pants. I can hardly talk about it without laughing.
1: Oh, man. (laughs) It's that
0: ridiculous a topic. So uh, whenever you're ready.
1: Well, first off, it's not a ridiculous topic. It's it's an iconic topic, I would say. Uh, I want to, before we kind of dive into Tearaway Pants, I want to kind of set the scene. So we're looking at uh, the 90s. So we're talking about some of the big movies, Forrest Gump, Space Jam, The Blair Witch Project, all over the place. We've got Nirvana and Pearl Jam. We've got grunge and acid wash jeans and doc Martens. so are you with me if you're, you're feeling that that we're in the 90s there mm-hmm. all right and also in the 90s in addition to nirvana and forrest gump two icons at the time we have tearaway pants <laughs> tearaway pants are also known as breakaway pants ripoff pants or popper pants if you're cool wow uh they are the type of pants that are made out of windbreaker fabric and have snaps all up and down the legs i know you're so familiar cool. with this from your wrestling days. So, so didn't, cool. Don't really need to go into the logistics of the pants, but they, uh, they snap all the way up so that you are able to rip them away quickly to reveal whatever, whatever it is you need to reveal. Uh, they were actually invented to allow athletes a quick change from their warm ups. That was what the purpose was for. And they became popular with the Adidas brand, bringing them into the, into the zeitgeist they were worn by NBA athletes and uh, performers in the hip hop scene, like the Notorious B.I.G., Snoop, Tribe Called Quest, Exhibit. Some amazing performers have decided that this pair of pants was their pair of pants. Uh, they're a little bit gimmicky. They're an item that was Wait, kind of that <laughs> 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 was kind of popular in a gimmicky way, like heelys or jelly shoes. Some other '90s trends that we uh, we love. Tearaway pants are slightly larger than your traditional tracksuit pants. Uh, which helps kind of bridge the gap between hip-hop and athletic fashion right so baggy was in and tearaway pants were it finally you know tearaway pants have experienced a comeback they had a resurgence a repopularization circa 2017 when the athleisure trend came back into uh the world and they were popular as a dressing up high fashion item. So you would put like a really expensive top on and then have the tearaway pants on the bottom. So it's kind of like the mullet of outfits. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't, but I believe John might have. And uh, that's, that's where we're at with the tearaway pants. They're back, baby, and they're not going anywhere. They've got staying power. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're not going anywhere. <laughs> they have staying power. I'm pretty sure I don't <laughs> that's... <laughs>
1: The RTG gave me tearaway pants. What am I supposed to do?
0: I am so sorry. <laughs> I love this topic so much for you. I just can't help with my stupid interjections. But I, you know, the fact that you said they have staying power and they're not going they anywhere—they're not going anywhere. If that was an uh, if that was unintentional comedy, Sarah, well done. That's fantastic. <laughs> Chapin, as someone who has apparently worn tearaway pants, mm-hmm. got any initial reactions to Sarah's description?
3: Yeah, I thought I thought Sarah's treatment of tearaway pants to provide context for the rest of what we're going to do here was right at the right level. Uh, had good energy, much like tearaway pants, uh, and I'm excited to hear how tearaway pants fare in the in the upcoming competition. Really, I'm, I'm uh, if my interest uh, before the treatment was at level a we're definitely a plus some other integer excellent excellent well
1: i hate to bring us down but we are going to have to hear john's overview now of tv game shows whenever he's ready
0: well i'm gonna do my best it's hard to follow chapin's firsthand experience so um <laughs> i'll do my best to kick this off, I'll let you know that I plan to organize my description into three points, which I know Chapin will appreciate, and do so in the style of the show Jeopardy. So a a brief history, uh, also called I'll Take Wikipedia for $100. TV game shows started prior to World War II. The first one was called Spelling Bee. It was broadcast in the United Kingdom in 1938, believe it or not, shows in the United States started in 1941 with the CBS television quiz which was the first regularly scheduled ongoing show and about that particular show it was made before there were even recording tools or equipment so there is no film or audio of it we just know that it existed from the written record Uh, it ended ultimately because in 1942 uh, the government said we got to stop building tv stations because of the war we need all the metal for that After the war, game shows gained popularity throughout the 1950s with increasingly higher stakes. Uh, Games like the $64,000 question, there was a setback with the quiz show scandals of the late 50s where some games were rigged, which ultimately led to new laws and a focus on integrity. But then in the 60s and 70s, game shows made a big comeback with uh, shows like The Price is Right, Family Feud, Wheel of Fortune, and Jeopardy, and those four have continued to live on ever since. After another dip in popularity, in the late 90s, things got going again with Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which made a global splash. Now, we have a revival of classic shows like new versions of To Tell the Truth, The $100,000 Pyramid, and even a cannabis-themed version of The Joker's Wild hosted by Snoop Dogg.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) So, I have to make a quick note, aka, I'll take curmudgeonly thoughts for $500. I don't consider reality show competitions like Survivor or Big Brother to be game shows. My take is that a TV game show needs to have a studio with a set, an audience, a host, and a game involving contestants and or celebrities. That's just my take on it.
1: Hot take. Yeah.
0: I'll tell you why they're appealing. I'll take John's planning for $1,000, Alex. Game shows are appealing, I think, because they're relatable. You can easily imagine yourself in one it's not like other kinds of shows where the context is quote acting even the host and celebrities that might be on the show they're just being themselves or at least versions of themselves as opposed to characters so that's a quick run through my jeopardy board of tv game show history and my particular take on them
1: and time perfect timing
0: thanks sarah i did my best
1: oh i wouldn't say that
0: No, uh, that was my best.
1: (laughs) Well, what really matters is what our judge thinks. Your Honor, what is your initial impression of the TV game shows?
3: Well, with or without John's advocacy, TV game shows are going to be tough to beat, especially by tearaway pants. Mm -hmm. That said, I don't want to uh, (laughs) prejudice what's happening here with too much uh, judgment up front. So um, I am ever more interested in hearing the insights that John will share uh, on behalf of game shows, but let's all face it, they're they're fantastic. And uh, I think your primary takeaway that they're relatable by just about anybody, uh, I think I'm living proof that you're right about that. And it's exciting to get to learn more about them tonight.
1: Yeah, uphill battle for me.
3: It really is. That's okay though, because <laughs> everyone roots for an underdog, especially when they're on a game show.
1: Very true.
0: And here's the good news, Sarah, is that we're going to put these two topics through the same three events. They both have to do the same things Mm
2: -hmm.
0: where it's sort of like taking a chess champion and putting him through the NFL combine. You know, it's not exactly the correct element for tearaway pants or TV game shows, but we're going to do it to try to see the results. And Chapin can judge then on our successes in those events. Sorry, terrible metaphor, but you get the point.
3: I disagree. I I think particularly the image of a chess grandmaster ripping tearaway pants off before. (laughs) Yeah. I think think it works great.
1: It's a solid one. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Good. Awesome. I'm glad you appreciate my genius. (laughs) So our events tonight are going to consist of Desert Island. I'll tell you more about that in a moment. Two Truths and a Lie. You can probably guess what that is. And then finally, (laughs) That's poetic, which is sort of the most highbrow portion of our show. (laughs) (laughs) That was an unnecessary and inappropriate laugh, Sarah. Before we dive into the first event, let's go ahead and take a quick break to hear from a couple of our sponsors.
1: No comparison is brought to us by Fresh Face. Fresh Face, makeup that's cakey and piled on is out and the no makeup look is in. Look like your best natural self with Fresh Face. Fresh Face is a new line of hypoallergenic beauty products that will make it look like you're not wearing any makeup at all. Just follow the Fresh Face 27 step program to achieve that I'm not wearing makeup glow. Start with the Fresh Face foundation, then layer on concealer, toner, powder, highlighter, bronzer, glitter, low lighter, and 19 other products for an I just woke up like this face. And when it's time to take off the day, try Fresh Face Makeup Remover Wipes in extra strength to remove your no makeup makeup. Fresh Face, your natural look, only complicated. We're also brought to you by Recaf. We all love decaf coffee for its flavor and aroma, but have you ever felt like something was missing? Do you wish it gave you that special zip that other beverages do? Introducing Recaf, the recaffeinated decaf coffee. Recaf offers you all the benefits of decaf with an extra dose of caffeine to help you make it through the day. Our patented recaffeinating process takes decaf beans and slowly reintroduces caffeine to them, offering our customers the best of both worlds through a complicated and unnecessary scientific process. Find Recaf at your local specialty food shop, vegan grocery, or wherever high-priced products are sold. And for those looking for just a bit less of an edge, there's Recaf Half-Caff, with half the reintroduced caffeine removed. Recap today and refall fall and re-love with coffee.
0: Okay, we're back. And our first event of the event trio is called Desert Island. Chapin, I'm going to explain a little bit more to you about Desert Island. The idea is that we each have to explain why it would be good to have our topic on a desert island with us and to help with the context a little bit, the desert island in question is the island from the Tom Hanks classic Castaway. It's that island with the the beach and the the nasty shells. And Wilson. Yep, all that, the cliff, all of it. So (laughs) that gives you a visual. That's desert island. Does that make sense? Complete. Awesome. Oh, good. (laughs) (laughs) That's a relief. All right, so Sarah, you're gonna be up first. Why don't you take it away, tell us, uh, why don't you tear it away and tell us about why you'd want tearaway pants on a desert island?
1: Well, I'll tell you why, John, if it's not just obvious as it is. Uh, I believe that Tom Hanks' experience on the island would have been vastly improved if one of those FedEx boxes had featured a pair of tearaway pants. And let me tell you why. Tearaway pants on desert island would be incredibly useful because they are versatile. They can be long for the nighttime, you know, all snapped up and on and delightful pajama pants, or you can completely rip them off during the day when it is 900 degrees. You know, when you're in your kind of feral hunting mode, you don't have to have those pants on. They don't need you. It's fine. Snap them back on when you get cold. Boom. That's just pants. No, 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 my friend. It's also <laughs> a form of entertainment, but we'll get to that. I can tell you're excited and I appreciate your enthusiasm. I really do.
3: Is he allowed to do that <laughs> normally? Cause I don't, recall that we well,
1: you know your honor i wasn't going to say anything but uh no he's definitely not and he should be docked points
3: just know yeah we'll just know that in the judge's mind he has been and will be docked points for ruining your flow oh it's so Thank worth you. it
0: Thank not you. i'm not deterred at all 100 <laughs> worth it oh you're turd
1: <laughs> you're most certainly turd sir <laughs> all right we're back on the desert island with the tearaway pants. Uh, you can use tearaway pants as a sort of makeshift blanket. You could unsnap them and have them sort of wide. You could have them kind of four pants legs wide, you know, keep one snapped. You could have you could <laughs> have that as a blanket. You could also use it as a sort of hammock, perhaps, uh, a fishing net, maybe even a tent. So really, the, the tearaway pants are so much more than just a clothing item. You know, they're, they're incredibly versatile. More importantly, though, I think, you know, if I were on a desert island, I would think I would talk to myself a lot. I'd probably reenact a bunch of plays I've seen, famous scenes from movies, that kind of a thing. And if I had tearaway pants, I'd be able to practice a lot of dramatic tearaway scenes uh, from movies, which I think would be really great. So I'm talking about things like Magic Mike, right? Uh, you don't know my life. I'm on this island for a long time. I gotta keep myself entertained. Uh there's also the possibility that when you return home, you'll be doing a lot of speaking engagements, right? In Castaway, we saw Tom Hanks go out, do a lot of uh, you know, interactions with the public. You're gonna be doing some public speaking, some motivational speaking. And there's nothing that's more <laughs> motivating to me than at the end of a rousing speech for the speaker to tear away the pants in victory. And you've got to practice that. Because you, you can't just you can't just do that. You could whip yourself in the face, you could hit yourself with a snap. This takes practice, and you're gonna have that time on the desert island. And I just I really think that's important. And finally, you know, just because you're on a desert island doesn't mean you don't need to look cool and stay hip and stay fly and workshop your hip hop career uh, because you, you don't know, you know, when you come back, that could be that could be your new career and you need to dress for the job you want, not the job you have. And, and these pants would allow you to do that. So honestly, I think it's self-evident, but that's my um, argument for tearaway pants on a desert island, Your Honor.
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> oh man Chapin I've got so many thoughts, but I let's hear yours <laughs>
3: yeah i I don't know how anyone could be expected to survive on a desert island without tearaway pants.
1: thank uh, you see he gets it
3: I get it completely <laughs> sort of uh you know shelter mm-hmm. water yeah. Tearaway Pants, Food. Yeah. Thinking sort of, so I I don't know where a game show's going to fit, but I can't wait to hear.
0: (laughs) They're sort of in Maslow's Hierarchy of Needs. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know if it goes between Shelter and Pants or Water and Pants or Water and shot. I can't just, yeah, very well argued. I I followed you completely. I think, uh, yeah, really, it's a good
0: setup for... uh, Neck and neck, kind of a, a competition here. Good work.
1: Well, that's a relief to hear. Thank you.
0: How big are these pants? You made them into a net and a hammock and a blanket and a tent,
1: John, I think. John, they're as big as your imagination.
3: <laughs> right, John. I mean, <laughs> which is apparently pretty small if he's going to ask that question.
1: <laughs> to, so. e- to even ask is, is bonkers to me. Yes. Well, it
0: is. It is. In your defense, in my defense, I do love the idea that a the the most powerful closing to a speech is to end it by ripping your pants off.
1: Imagine, imagine that. Like I want, you know, you're at the G7 summit and you're just, well, bam.
0: (laughs) I want to go back in time and sort of reimagine, you know, Patrick Henry's give me liberty or give me death and then rip away the tearaway pants or Churchill, we Mm shall fight them on the beaches, rips Mm -hmm. away the tearaway pants at the end.
1: In no situation is it less strong. You've got to have the tear (laughs) pants. It just, it makes it stronger. You will never forget that speech.
3: (laughs) It's the exclamation point of haberdashery.
1: Thank you. Exactly. Exactly.
0: (laughs) Good job, Sarah. Thank you. That was something.
1: Let me just tell y'all too, on the side, when I was doing research for this, I, you know, every now and again, if I have some downtime at work, I'll try to do a little, I was like, I can't type in tear away pants. (laughs) More. More. (laughs) Yeah, many more than I already do.
3: (laughs) It already (laughs) auto finishes almost every time I put T.
0: Man, I, I'm also loving the, um, the director's cut of Castaway, except he's reenacting Magic Mike I I would do it.
1: Not
0: that he would. Oh, I know. I'm just (laughs) when you set it up
3: with with (laughs) Hanks's character, because that that was the construct. All I could think of in my mind is is Tom Hanks on one knee next to a sort of a professor uh, built scorers table uh, waiting to be tapped into the basketball game and (laughs) ripping it. Yeah, constantly subbing I mean, himself into yeah. some terrible, lonely basketball game played, <laughs> not with a basketball, but with a bloody volleyball,
2: volleyball. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> bouncing that thing off the sand, you know, yes. Yes. and nothing oh, dribbles, man. nothing dribbles like sand. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, let's see what you've got. You know, this is a lot of big talk, but I, I don't hear TV game shows for doing us any good on desert islands. Hmm.
0: Well, let me tell you what I would do. I would want a particular feature of a particular game show with me on the desert island. That's right. I'd like the Price is Right showcase on the desert island. Cheating. And in case you don't don't know what that is, this is the big ending to the show, The Price is Right, where the top two folks each get to bid on a showcase, which is some combination of prizes like trips and furniture and cars and jet skis and whatever. And they guess the total value of the showcase, whoever gets closest... don't know already without going over wins their showcase and if you guess within like i think 250 dollars or something you win them both the extra wrinkle of course is that the first contestant sees the first showcase and then can choose to guess the value of it or pass it to the other contestant and take their chances on the as yet unseen second showcase so i want this set up on the desert island i'd like to go up against either uh that dead pilot guy that washed up on the beach or <laughs> oh, or maybe wilson the volleyball that's fine either one i think it would be thrilling because almost any showcase that i'm gonna win is gonna make the island way more livable so even if i get like a leather pit group and an air fryer and some golf clubs and a ford fusion that's all welcome those are all welcome additions to life on the island Maybe, in fact, I get something really perfect like an RV or a grill or a surfboard or dental insurance. But (laughs) I also might hit the jackpot and get the stuff I need to escape the island like a boat and a satellite phone and a new wardrobe. The tricky part, of course, in this setup is deciding which host I'm going to get to go with it. Do I get the OG Bob Barker? versus drew Carey, as my mom calls him quote some new guy <laughs> so you got to consider that if you don't get the escape if you don't get the escape stuff if i don't hit the jackpot that way i'm stuck with one of those two guys on the island after that so you know for bob Barker, wait <laughs> why does he have to stay
1: that seems cruel
0: it's on the island i don't know i might not get off if i got the setup and i get the hosts i mean one of those guys anyway just go is with this it the here.
1: island from lost i mean i feel like you're changing the rules here no one can leave
0: if you want to rewind the tape sarah this is exactly the way we've played this game i think you're the one that had like the swim up bar with sawyer and jack and the whole crew
1: they were there voluntarily
0: okay yeah. all right <laughs> well uh, permit me if you will to at least tell you what i was weighing uh, between Bob Barker and yeah. Drew Carey, who's going to get stuck on the island with me. For, mm-hmm. for Bob, he's an advocate for uh, animal welfare. He's made lots of large charitable contributions. He, was, he actually enlisted in the Navy in World War II, and he certainly seems kind of like tough and fit and like he's got a good tan. But he is currently 98 years old, so probably not awesome at beach sports. Hmm. Drew Carey, on the other hand, in the Marines.
1: Was he really? Is that true?
0: He was in the Marines. That's true. He was a professional wrestler. Also true. That I believe. I think he served with Mr. Rogers, didn't he? I think that's right. (laughs) Um, So he could probably handle himself, right? Hmm. He also invests a lot in charities, so seems like a good guy as well. He'd be good for some light entertainment, you know, with all the stand-up and improv. But I'm not a huge fan of his humor, so that might get old. As the tiebreaker, you got to consider food. And so that comes no. down to who's going to eat more. No. no, no, no. You know, and then who's going to be better to eat if it comes to that ultimately. No. I think we all can see the answer that it's probably yeah. going to be Drew Carey. Uh, that's mm-hmm. who's going to be the host, I think.
1: I mean, I like um, a leaner cut of meat, but I guess it just depends on I
0: mean, you're really I looking for too. calories. You're looking for, you know, mm-hmm. the, your body just needs. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not going to say it because it's, it's going to be insulting to Mr. Carey, but you get where I'm going with that. He might be the better fit in the ultimate worst case scenario. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would do. Desert Island, Price is Right, Showcase, Drew Carey. Here we go.
1: So in your Desert Island fantasy, you've picked someone to eat. I just want to clarify that.
2: Mm-mm.
0: Nope. That's the in- case <laughs> of emergency. Break glass and, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, strike him on the head in his sleep plan but that's only right only in the event of an emergency i'm really banking on hitting the jackpot and getting a you know a catamaran and uh some sunscreen
3: (laughs) i don't see that happening i see you getting so greedy that you would be too blinded by the opportunity to bid one dollar on one or the other and try to get both and overbid on both and be forced to eat one of the host's almost immediately
1: (laughs) three hours in
3: i mean no right after he was told that he's (laughs) he's overbid he immediately began feasting on whatever he could slow down long enough to consume
0: on either bob or Drew.
1: oh man that's grim
0: fair enough it's still thrilling though it's going to be a great few minutes if that's what goes down all right wow uh well uh, i think that went a different direction than i thought it would go as often game shows do, right? As they do. Sarah, it's time for event number two.
1: Okay.
0: A specialty of yours Two Truths and a Lie. Yes. Something you know a little bit about.
1: I'm very good at telling the truth. Wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that, in fact, yep, you just did it. Good job. Exhibit Amazing. A. Exhibit A. uh So, in Two Truths and a Lie, Chapin probably can guess what this is we're going to list off three things about each of our topics two of those things are the truth one of them is less the truth (laughs) and uh, you have to pick out which one is the lie and one wrinkle we've put on this is that you can ask the other person uh, on the show with you to give you their take on it their advice because we don't know I don't know which one, I'm, I'm gonna be a stranger to this when Sarah does her spiel, uh, just like you will. So if you wanna commiserate about it, I'm here for you. Likewise, Sarah can help you when we get to my turn.
3: I just don't know what your motivation would be, whether you're trying to, yeah. So we'll figure that out uh, sort of on the fly.
1: We'll have to explore that together. <laughs> yes.
3: yes. If so, I still elect for that help, that that's still sort of uh, on the table too.
1: It's certainly up to you. This is much like uh, who wants to be a millionaire. You can phone a friend, or if you're not sure if we're your friends, I would understand that too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounds perfect. All right, Sarah, let's hear your two truths and a lie about tearaway pants.
1: <clears throat> Number one: At the 2000 MTV Music Video Awards, Britney Spears famously wore an entire tearaway outfit, revealing a sparkly jumpsuit underneath. Britney Spears tearaway outfit. Hmm. Number two. Gucci sells a tearaway track pants, as does fashion brand Fenty Puma, Champion, and Monts. These range in price from $45 to $600. All right. Gucci tearaway track pants range of prices. And finally, sportswear and athleisure rose to prominence in the 1960s, then saw a resurgence in popularity in the 2010s thanks to celebrity influencers. All right. Gentlemen, take your pick.
3: I don't think that I can recall Britney Spears not removing all of her clothes at once ever. Hmm. Uh, so that doesn't strain at all against uh, my, my uh, imagination there. The leisure wear renaissance seems reasonable to me. The tearaway Gucci offerings, also believable, but not. I can't think of anything they make that's $45, you know, sort of period. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where you may have, have, um, aired. Mm -hmm. And so, but to play along, I'll invite some input from, uh, Mr. Game Show.
0: Okay. I'd like to pose a couple of questions about your statements Sarah. If you can clarify. I'm good now. Uh, so, (laughs)
1: That was
0: amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm hurt. I'm hurt so bad <laughs> on the inside, right in right in my heart. Um, in your third statement uh-huh. about the resurgence, you said you know they had a um, in the '60s.
1: Yes. Do you want me to reread it here?
0: Yeah, you said the 60s, and then you said the 2010s, and then at the end you said uh, because of influencers. Did you mean at both points in time there were influencers?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. No, just in the 2010s would be the celebrity influencers.
0: Ah, I see. Second question, Mm -hmm. when you mentioned the Gucci gear, Mm -hmm. I think you mentioned a couple other manufacturers too? I did,
1: yes. Uh, The facts are these in addition to Gucci Fenty Puma champion and Monts also make a fashion tearaway
0: pant. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. I wanted to ask cause I know that was part of Chapin's logic there. Understood. So that's what I got to contribute. Chapin. Mm-hmm.
3: Those were helpful clarifications. Uh, I think champion probably has a few things at the $45 price point.
0: Hmm. It's a toughie. Yeah.
1: Britney Spears, Gucci, sportswear, athleisure, celebrity influencers.
3: I don't think influencers hit the scene until, well, I guess in the, in the 20 teens that would have happened. Let's go with number two is the lie.
1: Well, I'll start you out with a couple of truths here. Uh, It is true that in 2000, Britney Spears wore an entire tearaway outfit. So congratulations on that one. Your logic was impeccable. Of course she did. Of
3: course she did. She's probably doing it right
1: now. She's probably doing
3: it right now.
1: (laughs) It is also true that Gucci sells a tearaway track pant, as do these other companies, ranging in Mm. price from $45 to $600, meaning Mm. that our lie tonight was number three. I said sportswear and athleisure rose to prominence in the 1960s and saw a resurgence in the 2010s, thanks to celebrity influencers, which is false. Sportswear and athleisure first became popular in the 1920s. When Suzanne Linglin wore her tennis skirt on and off the court at Wimbledon, making a real fashion splash.
0: Well done.
1: Thank you. I hate to lie to you, Your Honor. I hate to lie to you, but those are the games.
0: It's the game. It's the you game. could have fooled me. I mean, you're just really good at it. Good for you. If you're going to have a skill and yours is lying. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, John, I'm curious about the two truths and lie about game shows, because I feel like that has a rich history and could... very difficult to kind of suss out
0: all right well buckle up sit down in your um fake leather stage chair get ready for these three statements Mm -hmm. statement number one the original price is right awarded a contestant a live elephant as a prize after that contestant had the winning bid on a grand piano statement number two it took so long to film early episodes of Wheel of Fortune that Pat Sajak and Vanna White would sneak away for dinner breaks at a nearby restaurant in the middle of taping, have a few drinks and then finish the taping while intoxicated. Statement number three. In preparation for a 1983 episode of the $25,000 pyramid a contestant approached celebrity clue giver Harry Anderson, with a scheme to cheat by giving away answers through blinking and winking. Anderson played along at first, but then ignored the scheme during the show as a practical joke on the contestant. Mm. Hmm. Price is right, giving somebody a live elephant. Mm-hmm. Wheel of Fortune stars Pat Sajak and Vanna White getting drunk in the middle of taping over a dinner. Or number three, The $25,000 pyramid almost cheating scandal involving night courts, Harry Anderson.
2: Mm.
3: Dizzying constellation of potential distractors and or tall tales. It's that's well-crafted,
0: sir. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you.
1: It's a tough one, John. One of your better ones.
0: Thanks, Sarah. Oh, no, that was a lie. So, um, (laughs) so we have the
3: elephant
2: Mm -hmm.
3: seemingly uh, sort of impossible to imagine a business enterprise such as The Price is Right trafficking in pachyderm. So uh, I'm going to temporarily park that in the lie bin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The middle one's so believable, it has to be the lie. (laughs) So that's sort of the leader in the lie clubhouse for me right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Pat Sajak and Vanna.
3: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think I would have been tempted by number three being a lie, because I think you would be, have a little fun picking Harry Anderson as your sort of Mm -hmm. Um, quasi-celebrity. He's the nightcore guy, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, Sarah, you got any uh, disposable advice?
1: Well, you know, I find the elephant one horrifying, so I hope that's a lie, because it's just terrible for the elephant. I just can't imagine uh, but I'm with you. I just don't know what the logistics of that would be. You know, how they would source the elephant, get the elephant to the person. That, I don't know.
3: Is it easy to imagine f- for you as it is me, though, that uh, like some things involved in these uh, game shows where you can either take the elephant or the uh, $32 early liquidation yes. consideration?
1: Yes, yeah. 100%, 100%. Well, that's the thing. The shock value of that could be really exciting. You know, and having to guess the the price of an elephant, you know, interesting right. game, interesting game. But it
3: was was about the price of a piano, and that was the oh, reward.
1: You're the right. Game. You're right. Yeah. That's a terrible reward. They couldn't just get the piano.
3: Anyway, I, I have this now fan, fun fantasy of the the victor in that particular micro game <laughs> electing for the elephant at, at, <laughs> right. to everyone's shock and surprise and. <laughs> and uh Their cousin just happens to have a giant stock trailer anyway,
1: (laughs) he's the, yeah, the Barnum descendant. Um, (laughs) I'm with you on wheel of fortune. I I feel like it's too believable. Right. But I also, John, did you say, can you read that one back? I want to, I feel like I might've heard a little sticking point in that one. Can you read that one to us again?
0: Sure. It took so long to film early episodes of wheel of fortune that Pat Sajak and Vanna white, Would take dinner breaks at a nearby restaurant in the middle of taping, have a few drinks, and finish the taping while intoxicated.
1: So Chapin, I'm not sure. Are Pat Sajak and uh, Vanna White the original host? Have they always been the host in the letter turner? Or was there anyone before them? Like the early episodes, I'm worried that's like a little wrinkle in the lie, you
3: know? I don't know the answer to that, frankly, but 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 I can imagine that that story really is meant to communicate that between segments that are being taped in a single day, Mm -hmm. like I can't imagine them saying, "Everybody park it here in the middle of this game. We're going to go get you know some manwich and some manhattans." Uh, So I don't imagine that to be the case. So maybe they film a couple episodes and then we'll be right back when we bring back our champion and they're sending him down to Sbarro for a piece of pizza (laughs) on them. Uh, Yeah, I I think it's so believable. I think that's the lie.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, let me start with the truths. In 1956, a Texas farmer got an elephant as a bonus prize when he was the winning bidder on a grand piano on The Price is Right. Producers originally intended it as a joke and planned on giving the contestant $4,000 cash equivalent instead, just as you hypothesized.
1: Is an elephant only $4,000?
0: <laughs> Hold on. Isn't Hold like on. that $6
3: billion in 1950s dollars? Right?
0: <laughs> Hold on. The winner wanted the elephant anyway. Sure. And the producers were forced to fly one in from Kenya. Ah.
1: You called it, Chapin. You called it.
0: <laughs> totally called it. All right.
1: That's horrifying. <laughs>
0: True statement number two. In a 2012 interview, Sajak admitted that the format of the show took so long to film that he and Vanna used to sneak off for margarita-fueled dinners. He said, quote, they served great margaritas, so Vanna and I would go across and have two or three or six and then come to do the last shows And have trouble recognizing the alphabet. Wow. They're really good tapes to get a hold of. Unquote.
1: (laughs) What a cushy job that they could go have six margaritas and just come back and do it.
0: (laughs) Trouble recognizing the alphabet. Wow. That's different than your job. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. So the lie was the twenty five thousand dollar pyramid Harry Anderson almost cheating scheme. -hmm. Uh, that did did not
3: not happen at all. I should have followed my original nose on that. You haven't with the Harry Anderson thing. Well, well done, John. Of course, Mm -hmm. you were victorious in uh, your sleight of story, and (laughs) well done.
0: Thank you. Mm -hmm. There was it was um, a a rich and deep mine of weird facts about game shows. I bet. (laughs) Uh, it was almost too much Mm -hmm. with all the zany stuff that's happened. I recommend anyone. Uh, you guys included, to do a little research. It doesn't take long to find all kinds of weird game show trivia. Chapin, did something weird happen with you guys when you were on Family Feud? Do you have anything that stood out as, man, that was surprising?
3: Yeah. Really, the answer is yes. Plenty of weird things happened related to all of that. But the it really, I'll just right from the very top of the experience, they cart us into the stations lay us out sort of serially in the five spots that we occupied and when they're getting ready to kick the show off they sort of uh, hype you up and say look be really energetic kind of as large as you can be as people and just that's what we want to see lots of animation Mm -hmm. have fun we're excited as we would be they kick the show off the music and the audience and uh, the very first thing I do is this <laughs> really large gesture and I knock the foam condom off of the microphone.
2: No yeah
3: <laughs> I broke the set right out of the gate and, <laughs> and and they they just sort of go with it because you know that's what they do in the biz and so I can recall like the first I don't know the first segment, the first two or three um, passes, Every three or four seconds, I'm checking on that thing in the middle of the floor. Uh, you know, wondering, you know, when someone's going to march onto the set and say these guys are DQ'd. You cannot break the. So, that was uh, just one of the many, 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 many stories.
1: Did it come out of your winnings? I'm just curious. Did they?
3: <laughs> oh, what for- <laughs> didn't come out of the winnings? I think we netted. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't even. That's a whole
1: whole other thing. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't imagine. I mean, the things that we were imagining treating ourselves to with our share of our winnings uh, and what really, I mean, I, I think I might <laughs> be able to get a pack of nabs and a and an RC Cola, maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe. I, you
3: know, California, she's, she's thirsty. That's know?
0: right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for sharing that. Um... It was so fun. So fun. Yeah. It really
3: was. It was crazy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's go on to our final event of the show, event number three. It's called That's Poetic. And That's Poetic is about uh, an opportunity for Sarah and I to each perform a piece of art, if you will, that could be uh, a poem, could be a song, could be some other form of art that either one of us can come up with that you know lends itself to the podcast format and then it's got to be about our topic and preferably use the topic's name itself in the artwork mm-hmm.
1: yeah. i love that you said it has to be about our topic like we would just create some art piece <laughs> <show>. <laughs> just objectively what do you think of this <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, Sarah. Good, good point of fact. It's obviously got to be about. <laughs> it's going to be about the topic. Yeah. <laughs> Surprising. All right. So, Sarah, mm-hmm. you are up first. Let us hear your entry, and that's poetic.
1: All right. Excellent. Uh, this is one of my favorite events, and as such, I wanted to really go over the top for this one because tearaway pants are an over-the-top garment. Um, so, John, I believe you have some music queued up for me. Could you, uh, could you go ahead and hit play on that? All right, this funky beat's gonna set the scene for us. So when I think of Tearaway Pants, I think of Magic Mike, as I've already brought up, or 30 for 30, The Last Dance. And you might be thinking, what in the world does a movie about strippers and a documentary about the NBA have in common? Well, they're love stories of a sort, obviously. So in honor of this connection, I decided to write a few dating app profiles as if I were Tearaway Pants. So I'm going to be sharing three different dating app profiles for you uh, tonight um, to to pick a a lovely winner. Pick your date. Are we ready? Yep. Number one. Seeking someone with a snappy sense of humor for world travel and romance. I'm an athletic guy who enjoys freestyling and casual hangs who isn't afraid to tear away the exterior to get to know (laughs) someone's heart. Nerds need not apply. Number two, I'm a sporty gal seeking my other half. Must be stylish and trendy and enjoy 90s nostalgia. Must be willing to break away from the norm and enjoy spontaneous (laughs) adventures. Affinity for basketball, a plus. (laughs) And bachelor number three, athletic, lean man in his 30s seeks fashionable lady for hip hop duo stardom. Experience not necessary, but style and commitment to rhyming, a must. <laughs> there you go. Who's gonna be the lucky, uh, <laughs> the lucky winner of that tearaway pants as a dating app, ladies and gentlemen?
0: <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> That's uh, that was surprising and delightful.
1: I had to go out of the box for this one. You know, tearaway pants deserve something special.
0: And it got it. <laughs> Chapin, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. Is this interactive, Sarah? Do you want him to pick?
1: Oh, no, no. I mean, whatever the judge feels, you know, okay. that's tearaway pants are not about rules.
0: <laughs> okay, Chapin, w- what is it that you feel?
3: <laughs> oh, we were all just treated to very high art there. No question about it. Um, it was poetic. It was romantic. Uh, right? <laughs> really, if I could somehow tear away my pants
0: right now i would
1: thank you that's the highest compliment i could possibly receive
3: <laughs> <laughs> this
0: show just got weird, <laughs> <Real> weird. <laughs> well john
1: i'm curious if you can top that uh with tv game shows because I, I really brought it am not gonna lie
0: you did you did that's a tough one to follow <laughs> i'm gonna do my best let me create a little background for you on this there's a very famous tv game show producer mark goodson he produced more than 40 shows including Family Feud, Price is Right, Password, Match Game, Card Sharks, and Concentration, and of course many more. Mr. Goodson was just killing it from the 50s through the 70s. Ultimately, he passed in 1992, I'm sad to say. So in his honor, I'd like to imagine a loving poem by Mark Goodson about game shows, using the material he knows best, game show titles okay uh if you would indulge me and listen to an ode to the game performed by mark goodson the shimmering glow of the tv i saw would be my fate win lose or draw could i should i produce shows do i dare i am the one Who wants to be a millionaire? The muse asks this contestant, what is there to prove? And I say, to tell the truth, it's your move. So inspired by love to audiences, I appeal. I spun the wheel of fortune and said, let's make a deal. Guess prices, get clues, be a hero on air and maybe with concentration, become a Hollywood square. I made show after show, but never one called Here-a-Bid. There are no rhymes for $10,000 pyramid. The weakest link I was not. The hosts had no shame when causing divorces with the newlywed game. From naming that tune to playing a ballroom dancer, I love them all. And that's my final answer.
1: Oh, I've never heard the Cookie Monster read a poem before. That was amazing.
3: <laughs> I was wondering what. <laughs> it just went what, for it. I'm what not... taxonomic connection there was going to be between the Cookie Monster? <laughs> and
0: well, Goodson. You know, Goodson in his uh, off hours voiced Cookie Monster. Pretty sure. Clearly. <laughs> well, that's that's what I got. That took a lot out of me, I got to say. That
3: was great. Oh, no question. Mm-hmm. I can imagine the method acting that went into when you assumed <laughs> Goodson doing Cookie Monster, doing a, a poem that invoked many of his cherished properties. That, that was really well written. Mm-hmm. It had suspense. It had humor. I think we all could taste the cookie crumbs cascading down his chest during the reading. Really, I, I uh, feel like we were treated to something of a lightning round of a, of a payoff in, in the advocacy on behalf of game shows. So it was really peaked right at the end as often a, a great game show would, John. Uh, great job.
2: Well Thank done.
0: <laughs> okay, Chapin. Well, you've, you've heard our three events and our entries and you'll need a few minutes to think it over and come up with your final verdict on which one you think wins the day. In the meantime, we're going to take a break and hear from a couple more of our sponsors. Our show is brought to you by Esfece, makers of the finest Italian jeans, who encourages you to remodel your lower body, otherwise known as your torso's basement. In 2020, redecorate that basement with a great looking, great feeling pair of Esfeces, not tearaway pants. Esfeche's will have your friends and family saying, hey, I love what you've done with the place. Esfeche is now offering not only their classic jeans, but also jean shorts and new trend-setting bell-bottom Toreador pants that kiss the middle of your shins but have that free-flowing, well-ventilated look. So buy Esfeche's and you'll be sporting the jeans known worldwide for quality and class right on your ass. To get your pair today, go to EsfecheJeans.com that's A-S-S-F-A-C-E jeans.com. And we're also brought to you by TGI Mondays. When you're looking for a place for food, friends and good times, it's time to get to TGI Mondays. At TGI Mondays, we make any day feel like the first work day of the week. Whether it's time for a one hour lunch or a mandatory happy hour with the new boss. So round up your pals or coworkers, check out our 18-page menu, extra loud TVs, and inappropriately comfortable servers. And now, enjoy one for two fried, then frozen, then microwaved appetizers, and unlimited napkin refills from 2 to 5 p.m. So come to TGI Mondays with the right expectations, and we'll make sure to meet them. Because in here, it's always Monday.
1: Right, and we're back. Your Honor, have you had enough time to really weigh these topics against each other and come to a decision?
3: There isn't enough time to appropriately and accurately weigh all of the evidence that's been presented and think mm-hmm. deeply enough about these two topics to to do the job they both deserve to have been done.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: And yet here we are. <laughs> <laughs> against our collective will. <laughs> And some of the laws of Leon County.
1: Uh,
3: (laughs) So I am prepared, however, to share the verdict. I uh, have had many deliberations and I'm ready to share now.
1: Well, I hope we gave you a hard time. I hope this was a a, a close one, but we are ready to hear your verdict. I don't. Whenever
0: you are. I don't. I hope it was a straight up blowout. (laughs) I hate close games.
3: (laughs) Well, a a blowout it was not. Again, both topics... uh, have merits both have their liabilities frankly you know tear away pants inarguably arguably a fun garment an excitement generator a surprise
2: mm-hmm.
3: really uh, at every snap you think uh, you think you know what's going on with a person um, and then with not enough warning you're seeing parts of them that you <laughs> Certainly hadn't planned to see, but mm-hmm. in many, many cases, didn't intend to see. <laughs> um, they allow the the owner slash renter to change the game with a simple yank, and um, mm. what what could be more powerful than that? So, awesome topic. We need them on desert islands. We need them in our art. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I'm a big fan. But I have to say this week, the winner are game shows.
1: Oh,
3: hey!
1: thought I had it there. Can you can you give us any explanation? Because, quite frankly, I don't understand.
3: Well, uh, game shows have the unscripted, not you fixed game shows from the 50s, but the (laughs) a sort of garden variety standard issue game show. We don't know who's going to win. It's often a surprise. The the relatability that John alluded to at the head of the show, I, I think is, is the magic of them. The, every persons that we are as individuals, imagine ourselves in those places, almost in every case in our imagination, performing better than the people who are under those bright lights and, uh, fighting their nausea and yeah, stage fright <laughs> and damaging, all that. damaging the set, damaging the sets
2: right. yeah. <laughs> and,
3: and, and, um, they're wonderfully derivative uh and they're yeah it's exciting it's a it's a sporting event that non athletes can embrace and again once again see themselves uh, participating in and really i won't say they're uniquely american as they are just human they're it's a great celebration of of a species that is so successful it's found ways to challenge itself on purpose and reward the worst among us with crappy crap (laughs)
1: i love it well you know it's hard to argue with that uh john congratulations
0: well done sir thanks i don't know how good i feel about it considering the closing the Chapin just gave (laughs) and rewarding the worst among us with crappy crap and here we are Mm. Uh, Mm -hmm. sarah don't worry don't fret you'll win one day
2: oh
1: man
0: i might have to throw one of these uh so you don't lose heart
1: i'm on a cold streak, but you know what The underdog always comes around. That's the beauty of this game show. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> One can suddenly have a cold streak by using tearaway pants. It's true. It's true. It's
1: true. I need to go invest in some, probably more in the forty-five dollar range, not the six hundred dollar range. I won no money tonight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right. <laughs> Chapin, great job. Thank you for selecting thank me you. personally. Uh and somehow attaching game shows to rationalize that choice. I understand. Mm-hmm. But thank you. Great job this evening. Thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure.
3: I just, make no mistake, John, I, I, my selection of game shows has little to do, and as a matter of fact, nothing to do with your advocacy. It's just the merit of the topic <laughs> itself. You, if anything, you you <laughs> closened what otherwise would have been the lopsided landslide <laughs> that, that one would expect from such a pregnant topic with such a really kind of an esoteric silly thing as the Tearaway Pants. You made it interesting by your uh, inadequacy, (laughs) uh, unsurprising as it was.
1: I think I can accept that, you know, if if I'm gonna lose, I'm gonna lose that way. And you bring up a great point. I believe you said that tearaway pants can lead to pregnancy, and that is correct. So I'm glad we got that information out there today.
3: (laughs) Game shows can also lead to pregnancy for where it's (laughs) from.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here, Your Honor. You are a fantastic judge. We'd love to have you back anytime. I'd
3: love to rejoin. Thank you so
0: much. All right. Well, that's been another episode of No Comparison. We'd also like to thank our friend, Hilberto, for our show logo. Hilberto and his team at Mundo provide creative direction and branding for digital products. You can visit them at mundostudio.co. Thanks, as usual, to the internet for all the research help, as it were. And uh, this has been a blast. So, Sarah, until next time.
1: Adios. Thanks for listening to No Comparison. Stay tuned for outtakes from today's episode. No Comparison is produced by John Taylor and Sarah Baggett, and our music is by Kevin McLeod. You can reach us at nocomparisonpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook. And one day I got one of these forms, and it said that we could not duplicate the show Hot bench on any other channel, and I thought that's not a real show, it's not real. I looked it up, and I'll be damned, <laughs> one of the most popular daytime, uh, you know, small claims <laughs> extravaganzas. <laughs> wow,
0: hot, yeah, hot, hot bench. bench,
1: hot bench. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought I was being funked. <laughs>
0: Only
3: 17 or 18 really good jokes in there. <laughs> exactly,
1: exactly. We cycled I, through them at work.
0: <laughs> I mean, coincidentally, that was like the second choice we had for naming this thing was Hot Bench. <laughs> God. Good thing It was almost Hot Bench with, with Dax and Lisa.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My soft. alter ego, Lisa.
0: <laughs> I thought that was the show I was on. I'm, I'm shocked.
1: <laughs> Disappointed, probably,
0: there's a certain tie in to the topics that I did not plan at all when I asked you, I which talking. I
1: call bullshit on. He keeps, he keeps saying he had no idea, but
0: <laughs> Oh, the,
3: the cons, the, the contrived, uh, randomness Don't that say surrounds it. The, yeah.
1: Well, we got the topics, so and then he picked you very specifically, so yeah. we'll see.
3: Well, uh, <laughs> allow me to be the first
0: to congratulate you, Sarah, on your win this
3: evening.
1: Oh, thank you so much. You. Your she honor.
0: <laughs> okay, just because I don't get on board with the RTG truther argument that I'm hearing. Truther. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that's where you were, Chapin, but last time you're invited to the show, I'll tell you that much. Whoa. Mission accomplished.
2: <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> if this happens again, really raise your hand because I I want to know so I can we can fix it and it won't screw up the audio. Okay. Awesome. Do you
1: think there was some sort of like nuclear disaster, like some sort of superhero in the making thing? Is that why the power went out and then everything went crazy, you think?
3: No, Not I think it was John's cotton candy machine was too taxing for the,
1: uh, <laughs> very good. Bus. Well, you can't plug that in with the bubble machine. We've explained that to him.
0: Mm -hmm. And I've got (laughs) the heaters on all day. So the space heaters.
1: (laughs) Sure, to warm up your garage.
0: Yeah, that's how I cool this part of the house is I have a space heater running right by the thermostat, (laughs) which tricks it. And I have that thing set to like 64, but it tricks it into thinking it's 110 in the house. Yeah. And it works out well for me because I just keep the door to the house open, the door to the garage, and some of that cold air... Love it. ...makes its way in here. Meanwhile, the Talquin police come (laughs) and... (laughs) shut us down it's like do you remember national lampoons chris's vacation where he turns on all the lights and the meters are spinning yes. yeah, that was yes. me today that was me today
1: wonderful <laughs> <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving clark it is <laughs> so i assume you were a regular on jeopardy or something of that nature
0: no i i actually um... ooh, ooh, ooh. You want to wait to get going again do you want to just was, crush sarah was, with this when no this was i was going to tell a jeopardy okay. story but oh. i um oh you have a jeopardy story
3: i do i do um i'm a big fan of the show and mm-hmm. um somehow um occasionally i'm able to conjure an answer to not you know so <laughs> so uh at the encouragement of my family they said, why don't you just see what you could do and, yeah and so i did I did a test an online jeopardy you know screening deal and it was amazing it was like the test had been constructed for me i'm um, really it was uh <laughs> you know when you're if you've ever watched the show you know that oh, yeah. sometimes the you're like oh man i'm gonna stick this and then you know, mm-hmm. things only chaping could know for you know the,
1: the <laughs> right right right
3: <laughs> yeah it, it felt like that to me that the, the, the uh. Practice test was right in there, all my interests, and in I just I thought I stuck it, and so when the, and so I expected to get a, I expected to get a call saying, okay, yeah. now you gotta now you gotta go and do this in front of people with with the normal right uh, non chupinic, uh categories and stuff. So, <laughs> and I will tell you that that confidence is is born on um, some experience that may come up later. I don't know.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs> Did you ever hear from Jeopardy? I mean, did they?
3: I did not.
0: Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's an anticlimactic um, <laughs> closing to that story.
3: <laughs> I, I don't consider the matter closed, frankly.
0: Chapin, as someone who has apparently worn tearaway pants, mm-hmm. got any initial reactions to Sarah's description? Uh, it was. It's All right. Your time's up.
1: <laughs> oh man
0: <laughs> so a, a quick note also known as oh my lord let me turn that off what is happening
1: wait i have to note that snoop dog was in both of our recaps <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> perhaps a first you need to do the last line again because you Damn said it.
1: Okay. No, 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 no. You said <laughs>
0: and when it's time to take the day off. I think you're you what you wanted to say was, and when it's time to take off the day.
1: I do want to say that. Yes. So Thank you.
0: Prick it up there.
1: Okay. Let me know when we're ready. Ready. And when it's time to take off the day. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Fresh face. Your natural look, only complicated. That could be real. That is my life. That's not even funny.
0: That's wonderful. (laughs) It's really fun. Again, with it, it is, I mean, you know, why do we, how are we going to keep the sponsors if um, they're continuously questioned like that? (laughs) All my sales efforts. I know.
1: You do so much. Apologies. You pitch Fresh fresh Face so well. (laughs) Haven't
0: even deposited the check yet. (laughs) Damn it. All right. right. Well, here's here's another one you're probably going to slaughter.
1: Right. <laughs> Find recaff at your local specialty foods. Find recaff. Shut up.
0: <laughs> Give me a recaff today and refall and relove with coffee again one more time. Cause there was like some thumping around. I don't know if like okay. you got all fired up and started hitting the I'm just the excited about
1: recaff. Yeah. I
0: know. I, I, yep. <laughs> you had some. Excited. And then, and then re-excited.
1: <laughs> I started drinking decaf and. I I hated it. And I said to my husband, I was like, you know, what would make this better. (laughs) (laughs) Caffeine. You know what this is missing?
0: (laughs) The thing they took out of it.
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, He's the nightcore guy, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. We we did say hot bench earlier. We (laughs) We did. We did. We did. (laughs) Sort of the OG hot bench, right? That's
1: exactly right.
0: Oh, so you just can give, me a, give me. Get me at the hit the play thing. You got it. All right, here we go. Hold on. Got a
1: production for you tonight.
0: <laughs> <sighs> things I do to try to help you win.
1: Oh please! He pulled this out of a hat in one episode. Totally surprised me. He had this like beat uh-huh. poetry remix underneath. I was like, I didn't know we could have outside help.
0: <laughs> like, outside help? I did it myself.
1: Yeah, but you didn't tell me you were doing it.
0: Oh, well, I didn't know. I had to clear everything with you.
1: Oh my with god! Live omission. <laughs>
0: I didn't know we were allowed to bring shields to the battle.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I guess it's kind of on me.
0: (laughs) I just realized I think I called him Goodman a lot. Hmm.
1: Oh, God, what have you done?
0: (laughs) That's disrespectful. I got it. Let me give me give me 20 seconds.
1: You think the disrespectful part was getting his name wrong? Not the impression.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh well said, insightful. I've got no counter uh bingo. So uh Sarah won.
1: That might be a good time for a commercial
0: break. <laughs> probably.